0: Hey, welcome to the Northridge Kids Parents Podcast. This is the first ever episode, uh, and this is just simply providing a resource to you guys as parents uh, in a audio format for you guys who are on the go, busy, and it's hard to sit down and read. Um, a blog if you don't think about it uh, in the moment right and so we provide monthly resources uh, via email but this is just another way to access those and honestly we'll probably have additional content in this podcast where you won't find them uh, in the blog but thanks so much for engaging in this with me I have Kristen hello and Maddie Hello. All right. And they'll both be (laughs) chiming in uh, in just a minute. So you'll find different formats each month with this podcast. But the first thing we want to tackle this month is what events do we have or big things coming up uh, at Northridge Kids? Well, one of our um, annual
1: events that we look forward to each year is our parent and child dedication event that will be happening on Sunday, March 13th.
0: March. We usually don't do it in March or we haven't in my two years being here, it's usually like the first week of December is that's when it was historically when I first came and then we didn't do it because of COVID and we pushed it to the spring. And then honestly, so many people liked it in the spring. For Uh, sure. You know, I think I remember our Webster campus pastor Nate saying like, man, springtime, it's like the snow is melting, the flowers are starting to bloom. It just feels like, you know, It feels like time for kids. I was like, I don't even know what that means, (laughs) Nate. But um, uh, yeah, we we enjoyed it there, and and it's out of the hustle and bustle of the holidays. It's close to Easter, Uh, and so it just feels like a good time of year to to do parent and child dedication. So, we have anything else coming up this month? I think that's it. That's it. So that's all we have coming up. Um, So let's talk a little bit about what uh, your kids will be learning this month. And we reference this month as February 2022. Maddie, what are the preschoolers going to be learning this month?
2: Yeah, so for February, we're going to still be with the Life Church Curriculum, and it's the title is Through the Roof, and the focus is going to be...
0: Blow the roof off! <laughs> Blow the roof off!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the focus is going to be peer relationships, um, and the preschoolers are going to learn about how Jesus, he is a sick man that his friends brought to him, lowered him through the roof, the um, story of Jesus healing the paralytic, and really just going to emphasize to the preschoolers, how can we care for our friends and trust mm. in Jesus Um to heal and to take care of us.
0: Yeah, where's that Bible story found at?
2: Yeah, so it's from Luke five seventeen through twenty six.
0: Nice. What's the memory verse this month?
2: It's Romans twelve thirteen, and it's the NIRV version, which is share with God's people who are in need.
0: Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, and so, what are some practical ways for all of you guys? Kristen, you've had preschoolers in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and. I, I don't have a preschool yet. In <laughs> August, I will though. He'll be two, so that's a crazy. Wow. To think about. Um And so, what are some practical ways with this Bible story um, or this big idea that preschool parents could reinforce at home?
1: Well, one of the great things I think about doing Life Church curriculum is that they provide a lot of opportunities for parents to have resources that they can just keep. You know, reviewing the Bible story all throughout the week. So one of one great tool to have, if you don't already have it, is to download the Bible app for kids. It's a really fun interactive app for kids to be able to look yeah. up this exact story. You can find through the roof um, on this app and be able to. Have the kids kind of watch the Bible story. Yeah. There's questions for them. It's very interactive. And so it's it's a fun way for kids to be able to review their lesson from Sunday.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think another thing that just jumps out at me is just read the story in mm-hmm. your Bible, in the NIV, regular NIV. If you have another translation, just read it and, or retell it on your own. And, you know, this gospel, we're looking specifically at Luke's account, but this also is in Mark chapter two. That's the one that when when you were saying it, I was like, oh, that's Mark two. And then you're like, oh, Luke five. That's like, <laughs> oh, it's the same story, but just used in different ways. Um, in inside of that and, you know, retell the story to your kids, just continually, um, mull it over or let it roll around in your household all month long. Um, that's something I love for our preschoolers about, hitting that same story over and over and over again. They don't even get bored with it, um, b- but they just like hearing it, and something new sticks out or clicks with them mm-hmm. uh, each time they hear it. So that's really good. What about our elementary students? What are they learning this month?
2: Yeah, so this month they're going to be focusing on the miracles of Jesus and really just focusing on Jesus's power and how Jesus yeah. has God's power um, the memory verse for this month will be Matthew twenty eight eighteen. And as far as like the specific, specific curriculum, they're going to be studying in the Gospel of Matthew nice. and working through the different miracles, um, again showing Jesus' power. So the first week they'll we'll be learning about the centurion servant um, and just how the faith of the centurion and Jesus's um, power that Jesus has God's power. And then week two, we'll learn about how Jesus calms the storm. And um, again, the kids will learn that Jesus's power has no limits and that mm-hmm. they can trust him. Um, week three, Jesus heals the paralytic. And um, the kids will learn that Jesus uses his power to help us and knows exactly what we need. And then finally, week four, Jesus heals Jairus's daughter. And the kids will learn that God's or Jesus's power shows who he is and that Jesus' power um is over everything and his power shows his compassion towards us.
0: I love that. I love that there's overlap too, like between preschool mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. elementary, even yeah. though they're not right on top. Like yeah. it, they're very, very, very similar if you yeah. have um, both preschool and elementary. Yeah, age it's always great kids. when
1: those things can line up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sure. it a little easier as a parent to be able to have, you know, similar talking points to be able to talk to all of your kids about. So, yeah, for sure. So, what are, is there
0: anything else that we would add other than like reading the Bible story, the Bible app for kids? Um, as a parent of resources that you could throw in there. I know one for me as I'm thinking about it is uh, the Version Bible app has a feature on it th- that they've continually through the past year have pushed to the front a lot is the kids Bible experience mm-hmm. that could be a Daily reinforcement. It may not talk about the same thing, but it is um, a way that you, we're in a series right now at Northridge of Habits for Change, talking about spiritual habits, and um, you could implement that into your own family for your kids, depending on their age in elementary. If they're kind of there on their own, that they could do their own Devo time, they could mm-hmm. maybe grab your uh, device, or uh, maybe they have their own device. Who knows that they could do their own Devo uh, together. I mean, reading. The Bible stories mm-hmm. at least once that week kind of reinforces that uh, behind it. Learn the memory verse together. Uh, mm-hmm. Make your make it a whole family experience. There's a whole host of things. Do you have anything oh, yeah. else that you add? Well, I
1: was gonna say if you, you mentioned uh, memorizing their verses, mm. we want to remember kids get their swag tags. That's true. When they memorize their verse, so that's a great thing. It's a fun thing for kids to be able to kind of earn this little looks like a dog tag and they can put it on their yeah. bag, have carry it with them so that they can always remember that verse and the lessons hopefully that they've learned this month. Um, I was going to say, you mentioned the um, Bible experience for kids. My daughter, I have one of my, my youngest one will use that from time to time as well. So some of them are really, really cute. They're real fun videos that they do. Yeah. Good
0: videos. And they're, they interweave like technology and Mm -hmm. scripture kind of together where it's a like bits. it's almost, it's formatted like a Instagram story or something like that, where there's like, Videos, questions, Mm -hmm. scripture, and they just kind of work through it. And it takes like five to seven minutes probably. And my guess would be on average to to do a Bible experience like that. Yep. Nice. Well, uh, at the end of each one of these episodes each month, we're going to have a discipleship moment. That's kind of what we're calling it. Uh, We talk about maybe a longer conversation around uh, a moment of discipleship that your family can engage in on a normal basis. And we're titling this one PCD Every Day. Uh, So the first question really is, is what is the acronym PCD?
1: That stands for parent and child dedication. So you may be be familiar with many churches do baby dedication. Yeah. Um, We have deliberately called it parent and child dedication because we want kids of any age to be able to participate in this. Basically, you know, whether you're making the decision when your child is an infant that you want to dedicate them to God um, or maybe you come to faith later in life and you have older kids and you just want to commit, you know, to the Lord that you plan to raise them to know Jesus. Um, you can do it at any point in their lives. Yeah. So.
0: and we're calling this PCD every day because mm-hmm. ultimately this is a, one, a marker event where you know you get a certificate, you may yep. get some resources. We're gonna have some great refreshments and different things like that at our parent-child dedication mm-hmm. event whenever that happens every year. But ultimately, it's not just a one-time yeah. thing. It's a hopefully it's a a daily you know Deuteronomy six where a, as you walk, as you rise, everywhere you go, you're you're striving to be the primary disciple maker of your uh, your child, no matter what their age is. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these things that we're gonna talk about. Uh, we really push on parent-child dedication day, but they really apply to every day. And, and the first one is, and you guys can jump in on this, is uh, PCD is simply what it is, is us thanking God for our children publicly. It's the moment mm-hmm. we thank them publicly, but ultimately we should be thanking God um, for them every day. Uh, you know, the Bible calls uh, a child a blessing, and so we're, we're just publicly saying, like, God, we're recognizing that this um, is... A blessing, and tied to a message that Drew just did last week, it's it's us noticing that ultimately God has granted us this mm-hmm. child temporarily to put over um, our leadership over them. If you're a parent or guardian to a child, it's it's a temporary mm-hmm. guardianship. It's not permanent, you know, they're not mm-hmm. going to live at your house forever. Um, <laughs> Let's though, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you'll be in their life, hopefully, yeah. but not as their leader. They're going to make their own decisions, but uh, it's thanking God for the time that you do have with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And what's the second one?
1: It's also, it's an opportunity kind of like we said earlier to dedicate your child to God. So this is kind of just an opportunity to publicly acknowledge the fact that you want you know, to, um, to recognize that, God, that they are a gift, that God has given them to you, and that ultimately they are his child as well. And so um, just kind of giving them back to God through this.
0: Yeah, and it's you also as a parent, you know, like I've participated, you know, my goal is every year I'm going to also participate. You know, <laughs> oh wow. That's Does a, Rena know joke. This? That's a <laughs> She's actually the one pushing. It. So we, we we dedicated our first <laughs> son last year and mm-hmm. then we had another one this year, so we'll be dedicating the second one this year. It's also you, the parent or mm-hmm. guardian, dedicating yourself uh to a godly way of parenting. You know, God doesn't call us to say like bring our kids to church and be like, Oh, we're good, we, we came on mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, but ultimately to be the primary spiritual leader. And that sounds like a daunting task, uh, but it's always in the context of community. Hopefully you're involved in a community group, uh, a part of Northridge Church, so that you can uh, parent alongside other believers in Christ. They can point you in a godly way. Um, And, you know, it's you dedicating yourself in form of that, of like you're dedicating them as the child to God, and you're dedicating yourself to God and that's that's why one of the things parent child dedication is not is it's not infant baptism you know yeah. because infant baptism in certain um, Christian circles would be seen as their salvation moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or in the case of that's not what that is that happens at a later uh, we believe that following Jesus is a individual personalized decision and we're, we pray that every single one mm-hmm. of these kids will, um, make that moment at a later date in their life. And then ultimately they would go public with their faith as the first step of obedience and baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not uh, infant or child baptism, even though their salvation and their baptism are both significant milestones in their individual lives. Um, but yeah. And the last thing, what's the last thing that we're doing here at this parent child dedication?
1: It's also an opportunity for a parent to be able to ask the church for help. So obviously it's difficult being a parent. There's, you know, no set instructions for how to do everything. And so to have a village, to have a group of people who believe the same way that you do, investing in your kids is so important and so critical. And so this is just kind of a public way to be able to let the church know that you want them to come alongside of you and to support you and encourage you as a parent. Um, obviously, we work in kids ministry, and so we love being able to partner with parents. Um, and that's actually kind of a key to what we do. We, we believe that parents are the primary uh, spiritual influence in their kids' lives. So we want to come alongside. We want to you know, equip parents to be able to do the best job that they can. But ultimately, we feel like that role comes down to a parent. You know, they are the ones that are to be leading their kids day in and day out in their faith journey. And so, um, you know, for the church, we want to help in every way that we can. We try to make the most of the the time that we have with your kids. Um, but we also want to help you in those, the times in between Sundays to be able to do the best job you can. There's a a lot more hours between Sundays. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's not to downplay anything that our amazing kids ministry volunteers Mm -hmm. do at all of our campuses, but we just recognize that their influence is super Mm -hmm. temporary. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you, if you came every Sunday until your kid graduated and went into junior high and then we passed the torch to NYM and then they came every Wednesday night, attended every event. And and until they graduate high school, you would just you know put a lot of one hour marks along the journey Mm -hmm. versus there's so many hours that you as a parent or just guardian or just a normal rhythm in their life have, but we make the most of those 52 hours a year Mm -hmm. if if and that's assuming you know that's assuming (laughs) that a kid is here every single Sunday that (laughs) you as a family never go on vacation that you (laughs) never (laughs) Never get get sick sick. (laughs) never do all these things and that's just like man, that would be crazy for us to think that we could accomplish all that needs to be done in discipling, all Mm -hmm. that needs to be done in teaching about Jesus, what it means to follow him in that very limited uh, perspective of time. And so where a parent's um, influence is just so much vast and greater, deeper, wider Mm -hmm. in every single way, and ultimately their influence is not just in the words said, but also the actions caught uh, mm-hmm. and that's why it's oh, very yeah. important, uh, as a, as a parent to, to be, a, be a disciple and not mm-hmm. just teach like, this is what it means. You know, uh, never, never use the phrase you should do as I say, not as I do, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, which probably every parent has probably used that <laughs> mantra or <laughs> thought that. Um, but we believe when these things come together, you know, it's why we've intentionally picked the color orange in yeah. kids ministry. When we have the, the heart of the home and the mm-hmm. light of the church together, heart, red, light, yellow come together, mm-hmm. they make orange. In case you didn't know, that's why yes. kids ministry um, is orange. And so we believe we're better together than we ever could be mm-hmm. apart. And so that's that's why we've chosen uh, to do it the way we have. And so what are um, just some more than that? You know, we, we say our vision at Northridge Kids is to partner with parents to see more kids become better followers of Jesus. That's our mission statement. Okay. What about the partnering and parents piece? This is a, we're talking about a singular event that happens once a year. Is that all we do? Oh, absolutely not. Um, we
1: love, I mean, there's a lot of resources that we try to provide for parents, Um, Obviously, this is one of them. Um, We have moved from doing a blog that parents can subscribe to to moving towards just emailing this to all of our families that are currently attending so that all of our families can see these resources and hopefully utilize them. Um, We also have a text blast. I don't know how many parents are aware of that. You can find that on our website, which is NorthridgeKids.org. Uh, there's a place right there where you can sign up to receive a text blast. And basically what that means is um, every week we send out one question to parents um, if you have preschoolers, and then there's another text blast that goes out for elementary students. And so it just gives you something that you can then go home and continue the conversation. So whether that's at the mealtime or in the car, it gives you a question to just kind of help dig a little deeper into what your kids learned that previous Sunday. Um, In addition, we have some different parent resources that kids can go home with for preschoolers. Each week they get to go home with um, an adventure adventure guide. guide. Yeah, so they go (laughs) home with that. Again, there's questions on there, there's activities, there's things for the kids to color. So that's a tool that you can use for your preschoolers. Uh, for elementary students, every month we have a parent cue that we send home, and it basically informs you as a parent, you know, this is what my kids are learning this week, in case you forget what Maddie told you already. <laughs> um, but it shows what your kid's going to learn each week. It has the memory verse on there so that you can use that, you know, maybe put it up on your refrigerator or somewhere handy that you guys can access that and help help your kids to memorize uh, the monthly verse Uh, It also has on the backside, there's questions. So even more questions to just kind of keep those conversations going so that even though you may not have been in kids ministry on a Sunday morning, Mm. you can kind of help continue that conversation. Um, There's some more
0: practical things that parents, not not more practical, that's the wrong way to say that, but just other just little things Mm -hmm. that could really go a long way all the things that we're listening of listing on how we partner with you is on our Northridge kids website. But I think it's something as simple as picking a consistent campus and service time. Uh, And you're like, Oh yeah, that seems like a no brainer. But we have so many families that jump, jump back and forth between campuses because maybe they live like, Oh, it's only 19 minutes both ways. So we'll just kind of, (laughs) you know, depending on what we want to do that Sunday, you know, we'll pick and choose. But when you pick a consistent service time Mm -hmm. and campus that provides a greater opportunity for relational building. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. not only in you as the parent to get to know people at that campus, mm-hmm. whether it's the staff, friends, um, all these different things, but also the kid The your kid will get, learn uh, building friendships, mm-hmm. uh, at consistent service time when everybody else is always at the nine o'clock service at fill oh, yeah. in the blank <laughs> campus. It's they build relationships uh, and also they build relationships, with those small group leaders. And so that just deep, more deeply forges the Mm -hmm. relationship of discipleship and growing uh, towards God together. Uh, You know, we're not meant to do this thing alone. Mm -hmm. uh, And you're not meant to do this thing alone as a parent of raising your kids. And so, and not only using the resources, but just doing something as simple as that. Mm -hmm. A next step in relational building for you as the parent Mm -hmm. is a community group. You know, that is a way that we as Northridge Church, not Northridge Kids specifically, but Northridge Church partner with, um, you as parents. And that's part of you doing it. It takes Drew, our lead pastor always says it takes a church, you know, he, he takes that phrase Mm -hmm. of it takes a village and flips it (laughs) because it takes a church. And so, uh, you know, getting up, be a part of an active community group of, you know, and it doesn't have to be a community group that all the people are parents, you know, or all Mm -hmm. of them are buried with young kids, you know, that makes it a little easier when you can share prayer requests and everyone's like, sleep, sleep, sleep. You know, that's what, <laughs> that's what they're, everybody's prayer request in my community group, that's what it feels like. Everybody's going around like, man, I wish I could get some more sleep. Like, boy, I'm in a, and a different I'm like, phase. Hey, I'm like,
1: I got one on the road Come now. On, so like, <laughs> like, Safety while we're driving. Yeah. It's like,
0: it's like little people, little problems, oh, bigger yeah. people, bigger problems. And I totally, totally get that. You know, and so, um, and you know, that's one, but also the, another thing is just pray, you know, we're, yeah. we're right now in the, in the thrust of a 40 day prayer challenge at our church, but, um, you know, prayer as a normal basis. Pray for your your kid, pray for their friends, godly f- friends for them, pray for those small group leaders that are investing in them, and, um, and just a normal part of how mm-hmm. you integrate uh, some of these practices in, in your life. And the, the last one I'll, I'll mention is, is a great book on, um, you know, because it seems like the most often question with younger kids that I get asked at least is like family devotional time. Because mm-hmm. it seems like you have to prep a sermon. Um, <laughs> you know, like that, at least that's what it feels like in conversations I have with younger parents and myself included. Like, oh, I got to do this like Bible study prep to teach my th- two-year-old about Jesus. And it's like, no, it, this doesn't have to be that that detailed. Um, and so the, the best resource that I could throw that way is Family Worship by Donald Whitney. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just simply talks about, praise, read, pray, sing. So hmm. read, pray, sing. Just do it every night. Just read a passage, pray it, sing, sing a song. And so it's like, just do that as a normal part of your family devotional. And, um, it'll get caught al- along the journey inside of that. Yeah. So anything to add?
1: I was going to say, I love what you said about the, the consistency of coming, you know, at the same time, same place, building those relationships, whether that's for your kids, being in a consistent small yeah. group with a consistent teacher or small group leader, and as well for parents, we know that when a kid feels like they belong and they feel like they're known and seen by somebody, particularly an adult, that really helps them to stick. And so I think even the same thing applies to us. Like yeah, for we, sure. I, I'm assuming most of the people that take the time to listen to this podcast probably have a desire for their kids to yeah. stick mm-hmm. with church, not to be one of those kids that walks away from their faith when they get older. And so one of the things that can be really helpful is to help those kids feel like this is their place. This mm. is where they belong. And yeah. so I think that's a great, that was a great
0: recommendation. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, Sticky Faith was a book that was published a couple, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe longer than that. And that was one of the most catalyzing moments for for kids was when they felt like they belonged. They had five or more existing strong relationships mm-hmm. with the people that they attended church with not just like they came and they learned some Bible lesson, but it was that they had deep relationships with those people. And then on top of that, depending on the age of your kid, talking about PCD every day is the next factor is uh, did they read the Bible on their own? Yeah. You know, that was the next factor. Lifeway research this big study about teens that stayed in the faith once they hit in their early Mm twenties. And the number one predictor was that were they taught how to, and did they, read their Bible Mm -hmm. on their own once they hit that age of like 12 to 13, um, of, you know, where it would be, it's not uncommon for a kid to pick up a book and want to read it on their own. Um, Mm -hmm. and where was that the case? And so if you're a parent of a, an older kid of an eight-year-old and up, maybe Mm -hmm. it's time to consider like sitting down with them on how to read the Bible. The Bible is a hard, complex book Mm -hmm. with multiple Mm -hmm. genres, like sit down with them and, and read that. And, if, if you as a parent are like, I don't know how to do this. Well, that's where, you know, your campus pastor, mm-hmm. your community group leader, just reach out to them. Like, how do I read the Bible? Um, our other podcast that I'm also the host <laughs> of, a little better. We just talked about that on um, more on Bible reading as some tips that you can read the Bible on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those, those two big things, relationships mm-hmm. and the Bible can radically change your life.
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: so thanks so much for listening to this episode of the northridge kids parenting podcast we hope this is helpful for you uh if you have any comments please email us at kidsmen at northridge and we can't wait to hang out with you again next month